So, what'd you think overall for the? Uh, overall, I thought it was the start. I thought it was the start of the true start of the beginning of the apocalypse. The, the real, you know, apocalypse as we think of apocalypses. Apocalypse. Yeah, apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, but but did you like the series? Did you think it was good? No, I, no, I thought they kind of struggled with it at first, but uh, this last one I thought was really, um, really well done. I thought I thought they did a great job. I thought it was uh, I thought it was good television. Yeah, I, I thought number six was good too. I thought the finale was good. I wish they had gotten it together maybe a little bit sooner or engage just a little bit more maybe or I don't really know what they could have done. I think they had pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I think that's uh, the expectation was was great for this uh for this series, but I think in the end I think the last episode was good. Well, I liked it best. I liked it I liked it better than any of How eagerly are you anticipating the new season? No, oh, I don't care if they ever <laughs> See, that's that's the the true marking I think of a great show is when you when it goes off and you're you miss it, you're sad, you eagerly away. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right. You're 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 you wish it could go on. Welcome to Fear the Walking Prequel, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. Tonight, we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead season finale, season one, episode six, The Good Man. Yes. So who do you think The Good Man was? Well, I mean, weren't we talking about Travis? Yeah, but, um, yeah, okay, so I guess he was. Well, I mean, who? There wasn't a lot of other good men. Strand? Yeah. Did he, though? I mean, yeah. I don't understand. I, I, I didn't really get that whole thing. He's their ticket right now. Okay, we'll just kind of go on and go Plus through Plus, he it. took them all back to his place for ham sandwiches. Well, you can't beat ham sandwiches. Not in the apocalypse. Um, they kind of started this one different. Before their... Uh, opening sequence, their intro, they normally had, you know, some dialogue and stuff like that. And in this, they just showed overhead of a dark and burning L.A. and then straight to the auditorium with the doors chained, bulging with Yeah, zombies, zombies are trying to get out. And then just immediately went into yeah. the intro sequence. Um, Maddie and Travis are packing. And Alicia and Chris walk in, and they don't know what's going on. They're, they've, you know, they don't realize, I guess. And they tell them that the guards are retreating, and so are they. They're driving east. Chris asks about his mom, and Travis says they're getting both her and Nick. Uh, Travis and Maddie are with Daniel. And, okay, is it Andy, the boyfriend, the boyfriend soldier? Oh, I don't know. I think it's Andy's or Andy, but I'm going to call him Andy. Just, it, it may be Andy's. Daniel wants to kill him, but Travis and Maddie talk him out of it, and the soldier says that he can show them how to get in the headquarters, and he kind of like pleads his case and mm -hmm. all that. Yep. Then we go to Daniel, who's talking to Ophelia, and she's upset about him and the fact that he's lied to her over the course of her lifetime, and she asks him about Andy, the soldier. I think that Ophelia should get over herself and be happy that her father 
has those type skills in this environment? Well, I mean, it's only been a little bit of time. That would be a hard thing for mm. somebody to hear. Everything yeah. she's grown up knowing is not what she thought it was. you got to give her a moment. No, no. In, the, no. in a zombie apocalypse, I think it's good to, to maybe adjust more quickly. Well, she thought Daniel was the victim, and he asks her, would you rather I had been? Like, right. would that make her I feel know. better? I mean, that's all that deep-thinking crap. They ain't got time for that either. It's time to pack up and get moving. Maddie, as they're going out, she looks at the height chart on the wall of her house. It's like she realizes maybe they're, this is a permanent thing and she won't be coming she's back. Leaving. Yeah, yeah. It's the last time she'll be seeing it. And as she's outside with everybody, they're packing up the cars and everything, and she's seeing the neighbors walking their dogs and stuff like that, and she realizes that they don't know. It's just like it's just occurred to her is how it seemed to me that... The neighbors don't know about cobalt and what's going to happen the next day and all that kind of thing. But she brings it up to Ophelia, and Ophelia just, she didn't care. She's kind of laser-focused and, I don't know, maybe in her own world of misery. And then we go to headquarters, and Dr. Exner's on the radio saying that they're going mobile and they're packing up to leave. Liz wants them to get both Chris and Travis. She wanted him to get everybody to leave. And Dr. Exner is saying, well, if we take... Yeah, she laid it out for him. Well, if we do this, then this has to happen. Right. That if, has to happen. So really it would be better if we just took Chris. Chris. Yeah. And Liz says, get Chris, Chris and, and Travis. Travis. And do you think if that had happened, because Liz points out, a boy needs his father. Do you think if that had happened that the soldiers would have forced Travis away on Dr. Exner's orders? Uh, because they came in and did what they were told yeah, to do before. Yeah, I mean, they, they would, but I mean, Travis, he would have protested loudly. I mean, he, yeah, but for all of his, you know, for all of his ideas. Daniel protested loudly before, too, when they took. I didn't take Daniel. I'm talking about them, if, them, if they're taking Travis. They're actually physically taking Travis. But the point is, they take who they want to take, and everybody they else do. is just left there. Yeah. Uh, screaming or yeah, fighting so or course, whatever. Of so, course they would have taken Travis. Well, that's kind of a horrible thing. It was a kind of horrible thing for Liz to do. Andy is appealing to Travis. He gets Travis's ear and starts telling Travis that he needs to let him go. Uh, he knows that Travis is... Weak. Weak. Well, he says Travis isn't like Daniel. He can tell. Oh, I know. That's what he's, he's trying to uh, flatter him. Yeah, he plays on him. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, why wouldn't he want to be let go? You can't really well, blame no, Andy course, for that, right? Of course. Right? I know, but, you can only, but, but we can blame Travis for buying that crap. Well, the group drives away, and as they drive away, it's become night. And the neighbor's windows are open, and they've got candles burning and stuff like that and they can see the neighbors just sitting there having dinner and stuff like that. Let me ask you. Play Monopoly. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they have warned their neighbors? I, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe something went on while the army was occupying and had them locked down or maybe they just didn't want to, uh, they weren't that close to them or 
or maybe they didn't want to take the time yeah, to but, stop. But we know that the that the goal tomorrow is to come in and kill everybody. Yeah, but they they've um, they're they're starting to to huddle into groups now. If you haven't noticed, I mean different different uh, uh, you know kind of like little little cliques, you know. It's, yeah, but um, I mean you can tell Maddie's upset about it about leaving them and not warning them. And I'm, I was just curious. She's I mean, thinking the, about it. I don't think she's upset about it. Well, don't you think that, I mean, would it have been, I don't know, I just can't imagine what very negative could have come out of it for more people getting to leave than just them. I, I thought it was a little cold. Maybe they would have noticed a mass exodus more easily. Yeah, who? Because know. they get down to the gate and realize there's Everybody's nobody gone. there. So who's going to do cobalt anyway? Well, I mean, I thought they were going to send somebody in to do cobalt, like the evac people and stuff. They were over. I don't know. I, I don't assumed know. I don't know. they were going to like just. I don't know. I think cobalt was pretty much off after what happened at uh, at the hospital. What happened at the hospital? Well, you know, the zombies came out of the stadium for their evening. Yeah, feeding. but that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I know. But so what I'm saying is, as far as they know, cobalt's still going on in the morning. Right. Yeah, but the but military we, takes off, and they think the military's took off because they're going to what bomb or something these safe places, mm-hmm. and the military's gone, and they're just leaving. I just don't know why they wouldn't have told them. I thought it was a pretty cold thing not to. At least tell them, I mean, wouldn't you be close to some of your neighbors? I don't know. I know you would tell the neighbors. Okay, they get up to the gate, and the military's gone, like we just said, and Daniel just opens the gate. How does he know this code and stuff? I don't know. I mean, what's Daniel been doing behind our backs? Well, Daniel's actually, like, just, it was just a button. It wasn't a code. Oh, I thought yeah. he was, like, pushing some kind no, of code or no, something to get it, it open. Just, it was just a push the green button. Are you green. sure? I think, I think so, yeah. I thought he had to key in a code. Okay, we're going to go back and watch that, because I, th- I think he... I, I don't that's think what I thought. it was a code. I think he was just playing with the buttons and it opened. Okay. Well, Daniel waves everybody through, and we get to Travis's car. Travis is going alone. He's supposed to have Andy, or Andy's with him, but we noticed that Travis' car, passenger seat's empty. We didn't know at this point if Travis had let him out or if he were still with him. We just knew that he had tried to... Right. Get out of there. Then we go to some soldiers, and they're talking. They're on a watchtower outside of what we find out in just a minute is headquarters. And Daniel walks up. He, uh, They tell him that he's entering a restricted area, and they don't want to shoot him. And he tells them they better save their ammunition. Yeah. He just let all the zombies out of the... Out of the... the yeah. The and let them there. Yeah. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And and chaos ensues. Well, then we go to a commercial. Yeah, well, after the commercial. After the commercial. Chaos, chaos yeah. Uh, when we come back, Travis and Maddie and the whole team have met up in an underground garage. And Daniel has led the horde to the north gate to distract them so they can get in over there. Daniel sees that Travis has let Andy Andy's go. And Travis tells him that it's the right thing to do. Travis and Maddie both do, if you'll notice that. Travis is telling Chris that if they're not back in 30 minutes, he just needs to drive away. They're going to go in. The group's going to go in, and they're going to get Griselda, Liz, and Nick. That's the operation, right? Yeah, that's when Chris 
uh, introduces Travis to the little reality. I don't drive yet. Yeah, I mean, he's just a yeah. child. I can't drive. Well, I mean, he. Um, that's what I said. I'm For some reason, I'm thinking he's 15. Mm -hmm. Alicia... <laughs> Alicia says that she drives, and Maddie hugs her and whispers to her to take care of Chris because she knows who between them are the strong ones. But we're back in the in the cage area. I don't know what to call that area. The holding cages but, or whatever. And they say go down to the basement. Isn't that the basement? I thought the basement was where they had the sick people. Well, Is it not? I don't think so. I think those are considered the... Uh, I, th I think they called it the basement. I'm not sure. Did they? I, d I didn't I think. know. But the guy, his name is, the, they call him Strand. And he is um, in the cage and he's straightening his tie and everything. And he's talking to Nick about drawing unnecessary attention because Nick's fidgety. Being Nick, right? And he's kicking the cage and stuff like that. And Nick's making little quips like being stuck in the house is. I, I thought being stuck in the house was bad. And we find out here that Nick is from El Sereno. Is that right? Uh, El Centro saying? or El Sereno? I thought he said Sereno. I, I don't know. The oldest city in L.A. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so they start chatting about the sociology of the different areas and stuff like that. The lights go out and Strand says it's time to go, but he can't find his key. And then Nick produces it because he has he pocketed. Has picked the pocket of the manipulator. <laughs> Pretty good. On the rooftop, Dr. Exner and Liz notice that the compound is compromised. They see all the zombies and stuff coming in. And the evacuation helicopters that are about to land know it. And Yeah, they stand off and... And decide not to come in, and then the doctor knows it's over. Right. Dr. Exner calls for the evacuation team to come back, but she sees them leave. She tells everybody to go downstairs, and this is why I thought it was in the, you know, the where the people were sick, but I don't know. She tells Liz here that if they haven't gone for Chris yet, they never will, and you see a look on Liz's face where she realizes she has actually just left Chris, and, you know, her plan didn't work out. And um, then we go back in the garage, and Alicia and Chris are waiting. And Chris decides to get out of the car. They're being teenagers, I guess. You know, just like... They just needed to wait in the car and be silent. Right. And right. They couldn't do they it. They couldn't do it. Chris gets out of the car and starts walking around the car, saying it's crazy and all that kind of stuff. And Alicia says they'll be back if they can't get in. Don't worry. She's trying to calm him down and everything. And Chris says he doesn't want anyone to die. And did you hear what Alicia said to him? She said, you sound just like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, she tells him he can't save everyone. And Chris tells her to shut up. And then he sees some people coming in from across the garage. Turns out to be three soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't we don't see that yet. Then we go back to Strand and Nick. And they're walking out. And they leave everybody behind. It's the same time we've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. They leave everybody behind. Maybe the good man is supposed to be Strand in this. Why, for leaving everybody behind? Well, no, just for the way he handled it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, it was Rick Grimes when you knew him? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. He's in Atlanta. In I the think. hospital. Is he? All, no, not yet. Is not he? in the hospital yet. Why don't has the virus made it that far yet? I don't, know. I don't either. Maybe he may be in the hospital. He might be at a birthday party. 
He might be. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Chris and Alicia are hiding in the car after they've seen the military come in, but the military find them. They break out the window. They're dragging them out, and they just want the keys. They're going to steal the SUV. Yeah, they're going to leave. And Chris, the 15-year-old, decides he's not going to give it to the... Well, no, this is where I kind of had a little uh, little twinge of respect for Christopher. Okay, tell me why. Well, he, he defends the keys, and he defends uh, Lisa, Alicia. Alicia, but he fails. It doesn't and matter. He's going he tries. To fail. He tries. Yeah, but all he's doing is getting himself hurt for no reason. He, he stood up. He didn't. He didn't cower. So, I mean, you get points for that. I guess, but I mean, there's also points for self-preservation. But let's see, where are the where are the the guys? That, that, let me get this straight. The guys with the control of everything need keys. To a teenager's SUV that they just knocked the window out of, they can't like you know requisition a Humvee or jump in a Humvee. They're they're deserting, is how I yeah. Think. But they've got tons of cars. Well, there was other cars around them, but evidently they didn't have the keys in them. I don't think that these guys would be as um, as uh, interested in being lewd and and. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is this I I, that's unrealistic for them to be in the garage saying, "Hey, baby, you sure you don't want to come with us? You kids, give me those keys." Is I this don't... particular situation going to turn uh, regular men into like rapist or quasi rapist or something? I mean, that didn't make any sense. Well, I mean, everybody's um, everybody so far has seemed pretty opportunistic. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's I don't know if that even rung. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know how true that yeah, rung at that point. And then we go to commercial. And it's the Walking Dead Zombie Apocalypse Week. Did you know that? <gasps> That's what AMC said. They start, I think, Monday. And they show The Walking Dead every episode in order. Yep. So anybody that hadn't seen it gets to catch up before its series premiere, which is this Sunday, which yep. we're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Me too. Yeah. Back at headquarters, the group gets inside, and they're following what Adam said they needed to do, and what he told them is correct. Remember, they're like, he said to look for admissions or something. They look up, and there's an admission sign, whatever, and it was right exactly like what he said. So you think, okay, he did give them the information that they needed, and maybe they made the right choice in letting him go. No? Maybe. Um... The military outside are shooting zombies, and Liz is running in the courtyard outside, and the zombies, this is where they penetrate the gate, and they try to evacuate Liz, because they're jumping up in their trucks and stuff, trying to get out of there, and she won't go with them, remember? Right, She I stays remember. behind. Yeah. She sees one of the guys bit, and he's so hurt that he... Yeah, he, he runs into the uh, tail rotor of a, of a helicopter, and... Just kind of decapitates him. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It's pretty rough. Um, that's a pretty cool scene, though. It was pretty pretty neat. Yep. Um, and then that watchtower that those guys were on when Daniel comes up, falls, and pieces of the fence collapse, and it's chaos in a bad way, and all the zombies get in just as Liz runs inside. So we're talking about, you know, killing people and stuff. I mean, we're talking about killing Andy and all that. Daniel is 
pretty much single-handedly. Well, but but not just Daniel. Daniel and all of them are pretty much single-handedly responsible for doing this. And that's an awful big plan to release this kind of chaos, not just on headquarters, but on the world. I mean, how many other people got hurt for them to get in there? I mean, they they led them to where they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that I, a... I'm, I'm okay with that. If Griselda had lived, how likely do you think it would have been that they could have gotten her out? I, I don't know, but if uh, they with all hadn't, the zombies, if they hadn't done something, then they never would have gotten her out. Maybe. I mean, I don't see why they had to let all the zombies loose and bring them there, bring them to where their loved ones were. Well, I mean, they probably could have done it a different way, but the way that they did it got it got the result. Yeah, but just. How lucky were they that it did? That the zombies didn't get their loved ones. That well, their loved they ones were at the end. I mean, they were at the end of their, um, you know, their, their, their. They, they saw no other options. Yeah. They, just, they had to take action, otherwise, or just you know, throw their hands up. That's uh. But there would have been other things they could have done. They could have waited outside headquarters for a few days. They would have had no chance against that overwhelming force. No chance. Yeah. I guess. That just seems like a scary, hard thing to... I think it's pretty brilliant. ...to do. It's almost... As many people that died there, and as the people that didn't die escaped, the fact that their loved ones were still there in that big area and they found them... I don't know. It just seems... It's just one of those things that's kind of hard to buy. Their loved ones weren't hurt. And they they stayed behind. I mean, Liz could have gotten on the truck and been gone with the rest of them. And who could have blamed her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, Strand and Nick are walking through the deserted hallways. Just barely missing people as the soldiers are running and stuff. And they're ducking and hiding. And then we see that the doors automatically lock for some reason after they go through them. Did you understand what that? Did they put it on lockdown maybe at that point or? Maybe that's just the way they configured it because they turned it into a, uh, you know, that that type of environment. Well, then we go into that room. Well, they probably needed that with, um, you know, all the the chance for zombies wandering around, right? Well, yeah, and but it's going to lock people in there as yeah, well. But that would have been important. And the people that were locked in there would have had those little cart key codes. Yeah, they should have. You're right. Well, or key swipe cards. Right, some of them. Yeah. Would. <clears throat> but then the uh, Strand and Nick reach that room where there's a zombie feeding. Yep, eating on an army guy. It's eating on the guy who he traded the cufflinks to. But what did you think about Strand going in that room and just being all cool and? Uh, Strand is a cool customer and he's got a great line when he says um they're slow don't worry they're slow remember yeah but he walks almost straight up to them yeah he just he it's like he slow. doesn't have a yeah. lot of fear well he's got them figured out i mean they're sitting there feeding on a human he knows how long it's going to take them to get to him and he knows that they're slow i think that's 
That's pretty smart. Yeah. Well, they're in there getting the supplies off everybody. And this is where the guy that he negotiated the cufflinks with asks him to kill him. He's laying there. And he asks him to kill him. And what did he say to him? Did you catch that? Because I didn't catch what he said. But he, No, I don't remember. He, um, he didn't even entertain it. Hmm. He just didn't do it. Now, why? Um... But now, we don't, uh, but now, he didn't know what to do because that was his ride out of there. So evidently, he had also negotiated a way out once something happened with Cufflink, military guy. Uh-huh. So the Travis and Maddie group get into the cage room and they start calling for Nick and they're calling for Griselda like she would be in there in place of in some kind of hospital room or something when she's had her foot well, they don't know where she's in. I know they're just running through hauling for people just. now this is where Travis decides to let all the people out as Daniel's screaming that there's no time and he's going through and trying to open the cages and stuff like that to let the people out but he looks distressed because he has to leave some people in there right but they are trying to open it up and do the right thing we see this again and again, just leaving people in this episode. Strand and Nick come up against a lot, some locked doors. Self-preservation is starting to become um, an important thing. And I think it's being illustrated that way. Okay. Well, Strand and Nick come up against some locked doors as the zombies are closing in from down the hallway. And amazingly enough... On the other side, on the back of the hallway, and of course the lights start to flicker at that moment too. So they're not just going to have zombies walking slowly toward them, but it's going to happen halfway in the dark. Strand's firing at them, and, but Travis' group comes up from the other side of the door just at that moment. They start trying to break the door, and Nick's basically saying goodbye to his mom and everything. And then here comes Liz in the nick of time. Just barely got swaps the, her. Yeah. Didn't even have time farm. to get the door shut. Again. Nope. And then they're making their way gingerly through the kitchen area. And now, for the first time, we got surprise zombies. Yeah. We have the Walking Dead zombies. The zombies that don't make any noise at all until they're right up on you. And mm-hmm. then they're making all sorts of noise right in your and face. And we're also seeing that people are learning how to kill zombies. Yep. Everybody's learning how to kill zombies. Travis is learning. You know, somebody's got the ball-peen hammer thing out again. And everybody's learning how to kill Zombies. Well, Fine. Travis is stepping up. I made a note here. Travis is stepping up. He's hitting them in the head. He's fighting. Finally, Travis is fighting. That's why I thought he might be the good guy. Liz is told that Chris is safe and outside with Alicia. Um, and they want to know who Strand is. Everybody starts asking who this guy is with him. And Nick says that he saved his life. Liz tells Daniel and Ophelia about Griselda. And that she was just sick and was going to die. Now, this is where Ophelia wants to see her. She wants to be taken to her. And... Yeah, that's... Yeah. In the midst of <laughs> of yeah. running for your life, you have people chasing you with weapons, so to speak. And you want to... Yeah, she joins the long list or the growing list of people that aren't very sharp in this thing. Well, I mean, I can understand her being upset, but she wants to go see her. 
Yeah. Liz says that the infection took her and there's nothing left to see. And she's sorry. Then we go to a commercial. Yep. We come back. The group is now going through the hospital part of headquarters where Dr. Uh, Exner is killing the patients. She, or she's just killed all the patients, right? They've all got the... What do you call the that little, hammer? Little no, it's not the ball peen hammer. It's the, the cattle yeah, gun or yeah. whatever it is. And Liz tells her they need a way out. And Dr. Exner says they should have gone... That, that Liz should have gone when she told her to. But she tells her the way to get out of there, but she also says there's nowhere to go. She says, where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go. Like, that was the only safe place She's in the world. She's kind of a, a glass half-empty person, you know? <laughs> Dr. Exner? Yeah. Liz is trying to talk Dr. Exner into coming with him, and... She's telling her that there's still some people to help, but Maddie says she's not going to come with us. Just come on and leave. And Dr. Exner picks up that little cattle gun thing as they're leaving. Yep. Maddie is talking about them going east, but Strand says to go west. He has a home on the water with supplies, and he's prepared. You know, I just don't trust this guy until I actually see his house and his boat. And I'm wondering if it, still wondering if it still is. We're still wondering if it's, if it's his, because he's just, there's something kind of off about him. They walk outside, and suddenly it's bright, and it's morning time, so some time has passed. And this is where they run into the burnt, the just huge piles of ash, where they've burnt all the people that were there. And Ophelia breaks down. Um, the Travis group gets back to the garage, and they call for Chris and Alicia. The car's gone. They've taken the car. And Alicia and Chris come from some stowaway door somewhere, and they tell Travis what happened and that the military took their car. And then Andy is there. To get his revenge. Out of nowhere. How did he even get there? Uh, I guess he'd been stalking them. But, you know, nice going, Travis. Good job. And he holds a gun on Daniel, and everyone's saying, don't do it. And then he turns the gun on. He shoots a filly. What sense does that make? I didn't get that I at mean, all. what kind of person is he? Well, the, the kind that you shouldn't have let go in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but they didn't know that. I, well, but me and Daniel knew this. So what about Travis at this point? Well, I should say Daniel and I, proper English. Um, what about who? Travis. Travis jumps on him and... And beats him to death. Yeah, I mean, does he kill him? It looks pretty dead to me, yeah. But he... Really stepped up. I mean, it was kind of his fault that Olivia, that Ophelia got shot, but he stepped up and jumped on why him. So you, I was why, proud are you, of why are you taking up for this this weak link? I'm taking up for. I'm not taking up for him. I'm and just. Why are you rubbing your nose so much? I'm allergic to you. You're allergic to me. Yeah, I think I after I thirty have. years, you're allergic to me. Yep. Huh. Sorry, it just hit me. Well, what happened? I guess you can develop allergies to anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But Travis is all bloody and shaking and everything when Maddie pulls him off. Travis did do um, what was necessary at the moment, but I still he wouldn't have. None of this would have happened. But I'm just if he hadn't if he had listened to to the stronger members of the herd when he needed to. But you have to point out what's good when somebody does good too, and he did good. I'm not anyway, ready to get him a trophy yet, but, he, but that was a good... But it was at least that was good. We'll yeah. agree with that. Yes. So now they're convoying down the road, and they're passing zombies. 
uh, Strand is telling them what and it we, feels more like The Walking Dead. Which, it really it? Yeah. does a whole lot more. Um, then they go back into that ravine that yeah, the little um, um, waterway. Water, yeah, know. that that they had the incident with Cal in at the very beginning, that drainage ditch area, and there was some pretty good music playing right there and passing occasional zombies and better than what they've <laughs> been doing for the last little bit anyway. They pull up to some industrial looking place where Strand has a code and he leaves them all inside and we know that the place has a generator. I don't know if that was going to be important or not. It turns out that maybe it was. But he says that everything kicks, the generator kicks in when the power goes out and that's why his code and everything worked and all that. And we see Ophelia here. We didn't know if she was even dead. We didn't know anything. We knew she she was shot. She was shot. Well, here's where we see that it was just in her arm. Um, The house is stunning. And he just walks in and says, is anybody hungry? Help yourself. It's just like he's inviting guests into his home. Nick is outside looking at the ocean and Maddie walks out and apologizes to him for letting them take him and he kind of scoffs and, you know, in a way that says he didn't blame her at all. I mean, she couldn't have stopped Remember it. what else he said? Um, he says he feels strange. Yeah. All I, all I could think was, that's sobriety, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's happened pretty quick, though, hasn't it? His sobriety. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but he's been shocked into it. It's uh, you know, zombie apocalypse is probably better than you know, a couple of pots of coffee over four to or five days. Sober yet? Yeah, to get you get you all cleaned up, get you all detoxed. Well, Maddie says that they don't know where they're going, and he says he never knew where he was going, and he's been living this way for so long, and now it feels like everyone else is catching up to the way he's felt. I thought that was kind of a weird An interesting way to look at perspective. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just take a moment to stare out at the ocean. Beautiful scenery, beautiful place. And then we go to a commercial. When we come back, Liz is telling Daniel how to care for Ophelia's wounds and says she can survive this. And I thought that was kind of funny because she's there. So why wouldn't she just care for Ophelia's wounds, right? And Liz tells Chris that Ophelia is going to be okay. And they hug. And Matt is... Maddie is noticing this interaction, right? And then she just walks away. Nick comes up on Strand, who's packing. And that was weird. What would you think about that? He's in there, like, packing his stuff up and said he's going to stay in constant motion. And Nick asks him if they can stay, and he says, no, nobody stays. What was that all about? you got to move. got to keep moving. Yeah, but he said they couldn't stay at his house. Why wouldn't you say, do what you want to do if you're leaving? I think he's planning on uh, everybody going with him. I didn't think he was. Okay, well, maybe he's not. But I don't know. Maybe. But I just that's not what I gathered. Uh, Maddie is outside walking away, and Travis goes to follow her. And then we go back to Strand, and he's talking to Nick. And Nick asks, where is Abigail? And I don't really remember Strand talking about Abigail before, but maybe he had. He had when they were in the cage. Okay. And, um... Strand says the only way to stay alive in this world is to embrace the madness, and he shows Nick binoculars that are pointing toward a yacht, and he tells him that the yacht's name is Abigail. So that's Abigail, I guess, that he was trying to get back home to. 
Then we go back outside and we see that Maddie, in place of her running off, she was actually chasing Eliza out to the beach. And Maddie catches up to her and asks what's wrong. And Eliza, and Eliza shows her a bite or a scratch mm-hmm. yeah. or something. End of the line for, for Eliza. And she says there's nothing that can be done. And she pulls out a gun and says she doesn't think she can do it. And, you know, they go through this. Maddie's saying, don't ask me to do it. And Liza says that she never liked her that much anyway. Yeah, it shouldn't be, a, shouldn't, shouldn't be real <laughs> difficult for her to, to do it. And then she kind of throws her words back to her and says, don't make Travis do it. It'll break him. But at this point, Travis comes up. Yep. And, and he... Yep, and he has to do the, the deed. He didn't have to, but he does. He didn't have to. I think Maddie would have done it. Yeah, Maddie would have definitely done it. But... You know, first Travis is trying to talk right about saying they've got antibiotics now. They can treat this. So Travis still, somewhere in his mind, is thinking that, you know, a course of amoxicillin is going to make the difference in this or something, right? And, um, but she says nothing works. She's seen them. It's not treatable. Um, and then she goes on to tell him here for sure, because... I think we've suspected, but she tells him for sure that it doesn't matter how you die, you come back. We all come back. And so you have to destroy the brain. She doesn't want that to happen to her. And then she goes into the things like you would to please take care of Christopher and all that. And they cry and touch foreheads. And she wants them to tell Christopher that she did it. That she killed herself. What do you think I, about that? I don't remember that part. Yeah. I guess because she wouldn't want Christopher blaming them or... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's. And he probably will when we get to the first episode of the new season. Well, I mean, I don't know that they don't tell her, tell him that she did it herself. Oh, yeah. That was her dying wish. I mean, what would you do? Well, Travis doesn't do anything anybody else anybody wants him to do anyway. So. <laughs> well, well, Travis we, looks at Maddie and he holds his hand out for the gun, and Ma- Maddie hands him the gun, and Liza sits down and cries. And then we see Chris and Alicia, and they're eating popsicles on the balcony when they hear the gunshot. And then we see Daniel and Ophelia, and they hear it too. And Chris and Alicia go run to the beach. Travis is walking in a stupor, and he falls to his knees in the surf, grabbing a handful of sand. Chris is sobbing over his mother. Alicia's looking on, like, pretty stoically and strongly standing there. I think she's got, I think she's maybe a little stronger than we've given her credit for, for the season. Maddie comes up and touches Travis on the shoulder, and they sit sobbing in the surf. Then it pans away, and we see this beautiful rocky beach scene. Now, I thought that was interesting, because normally on The Walking Dead, you know, there's a, it's it's a, what you call a cliffhanger. It's uh, something that's about to happen, but there was no cliffhanger here. Everything, all the loose ends were tied up, pretty much, and now they're getting ready to go on to their next adventure or phase or or steps in this apocalypse so there was no we're stuck in this um box car or, that's know, a good point we're about to get eaten or this big thing's about to happen and you're like oh no we got to wait the entire off season to find out what happens here cliffhanger well there was no cliffhanger here but there was a cliff Right, and they were at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. Maybe they had fallen off so the they, cliffhanger. They showed the cliff. <laughs> they had the big cliff, the big pretty cliff, in place of the oh, cliffhanger. I thought that that was intentional. Brilliant. I thought it was intentional. It might have been. Might I've have also been. got a question. I've got a question. Oh, no. Okay, you know how they take people, you know, they, they, they took uh, Chris and they put him in a basement because he was 
you know, they, they tested his temperature and they put him in a basement. Remember, mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be up here. He's he's at risk, whatever. And they 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 put him in the basement. They didn't put him in the basement because of his temperature. Why do they put people in the basement? They put they took Nick. You mean not correct? Why do they put so. anybody in the basement? They were going to take Nick out of the basement because of his temperature. Okay. They put him in the basement because of his drug addiction. Okay. And so, is it safe to say that all of those people in the basement, in the cages, were special case people? Yes, I think that's okay. safe to say. Okay. Why was Strand in the basement? I don't know. Because he seemed like, you know... Yeah, he, he wasn't like Doug. He, he didn't seem like he deserved to be in the basement, did he? I mean, as far as the, the, the criteria, the qualifications for somebody... People who were in the basement, in the cages, were people that were a little off in some way. Agreed? Well, we didn't see that with all of them. Remember, as they passed other cages and stuff, I couldn't tell anything overtly wrong with some of the other people. But they did but show, wasn't like, Wasn't that the Nick, premise for people going... Well, I mean, they, they had to be put there for a reason, because they left everybody else in the safe zone. So there was some reason they were put Strand there. Strand was Mr. Smooth, Mr. Cool... Making deals with the side deals with the army guards. Why was he? Okay, so what's your I'm what's just, your I'm wondering, plot? I'm wondering what he did to get in the basement. You don't know? No. I mean, you don't have a theory? No, no. I got I've got no clue. I just wonder how much how he ended up down there with the on the island of misfit toys. Hmm. You know what I mean? The island of misfit survivors. Island of misfit toys. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, that was my question. Well, I don't know. Sorry. I don't. I wonder if we'll ever know. Yeah. Don't mean to create a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, so that's it, right? That's it. We're done. The whole season. It's done. Okay. We'll take a deep breath. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN. Um, Mike's sharing my Twitter name for right now. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And all this information is on our website at tribalrant.com where you can comment and email us. All right, well, we're okay. done with this. We'll be back when it comes back. I don't even know when it comes back on. But I don't either. But we'll be back then. But we're here. We'll be here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.